You're listening to a celebration of the best moments in Dory Monson Show history. For more information on the life and career of our friend Dory, please visit MyNorthwest.com. Greatest guitarists, musicians in the history of rock. He's a rock and roll Hall of Famer, and he also puts a lot of time and energy into some great causes, including one coming up this Sunday in the Tacoma Dome. Let me welcome the great Joe Walsh to the Dory Monson Show. Joe, what an honor to have you on with me today. What a great introduction. I try. I try wow. to make my guests feel at home, Joe. <laughs> well, I feel like uh, really good after that. I tell you what, I I feel really good about what you're doing at the Tacoma Dome this Sunday. It's called Vets Aid. Uh, it's a great cause. You're raising money for our veterans. And uh, this is a pretty good lineup you've assembled for this show. Joe, tell me about it. Yeah, it is. And... Uh... Uh, I thank the world of my my peer group for stepping up. You know, asks like this are kind of uncomfortable for us. We all ask each other. Yeah. Uh, and it's really complex because either people are on tour and are already playing that night, or they're recording so they don't have a band together. Right. So you just put a you put a, a bunch of asks out there and just hope that they don't all say yes. <laughs> That'd be a good <laughs> That's problem to have. Too. But Chris Stapleton is coming. He's great. Don Henley, uh, it was actually his idea. He said, I probably owe you one for Walden Wood, so nice. I'll come. Okay. <laughs> and uh, James Taylor couldn't initially but called back and said i managed to change things around you got ringo star too my brother-in-law ringo he's not even american but he said it sounds like too much fun i'm coming <laughs> i like it and then you know what drew carey was a marine and he said i'll come nice. so drew carey's gonna kind of be the mc Wow, that is a lineup. And so the money for vet aid, where does that go, Joe? There are a lot smaller vets assist centers, mostly between the coasts, usually run by a vet. And they don't have any budget. And so vets aid takes a look at them. We make sure their affairs are in order. Okay. And we make... We make we talk to vets that they have helped. We make sure they're able to keep going. What a great cause! Because uh, you know, in 
In these divisive times, Joe, I think if there's one thing we all should be able to agree on, and that's taking care of and honoring and providing for all the men and women who you know put their lives on their the line for all of us and for our freedom and for our safety and and uh, you know there's no better cause to unite people than what you're doing here. I agree. This feels good because it is nonpartisan. Yeah. You know, the sad fact is there really is no support structure in place for the guys that are coming home from Afghanistan. Right, right. There really isn't anything, and we've never fought a war like this. More people are coming home that need prosthetics than were killed in combat. There's more suicides than were killed in combat. Yep. And... The transition from Afghanistan back to civilian life is just too big of a mountain to climb for most of them. Well, and what I love, Joe, is not only are you doing this concert, which is going to raise a lot of money, but I saw that you're also having a Vets Aid job fair close to the Tacoma Dome on Sunday, which is Veterans Day, so you're helping them make that transition, and uh, I just, I applaud you. It's a great cause, and sounds like that's going to be uh, a, a great lineup that you have put together, too. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. Yeah, the, the job fair is great. We've got uh, a bunch of companies and corporations. Alaska Air is one of the sponsors. Nice. And they've been great, and, and Boeing has jumped on it, too. But, uh, you know, just because... You have a prosthetic limb. It does not mean you're handicapped. Sure. It used to, but now it doesn't. Yeah, they've made great strides with uh, with all of that stuff. So. Yeah, they have, and and the people just need training, and, and that's one of the big things we do. But the job fair is just to get get people hooked up. Nice. Well, it's coming up this Sunday, the concert at the Tacoma Dome with the great Joe Walsh, his Eagles bandmate, Don Henley. And, Joe, I've never had you on the show before. i got to talk a little music with you here, too. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, this was called by Rolling Stone the third greatest guitar solo in the history of rock. And this is you and Don Felder in Hotel California. And uh, that's pretty high accolade. They got uh, Jimmy Page's Stairway to Heaven, number one, and you, number three, on the all-time list. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'll take three. Okay. Uh, can you take me back to when you guys first started working on this? Because I've, I've seen all the clips of... You know, you and Don Felder, you know, just vibing with each other as you play this in concert. And take me back to when you knew that you were working on something that was special and timeless and, you know, just something that was going to be around forever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that'll be fun. <laughs> tell, so tell me what about What we it. would do yes. is everybody would bring in what they got and we'd put it on a big coffee table now i don't mean this literally mm -hmm. i mean like ideas bits and pieces rarely did everybody have a complete song but we brought in what we got and 
we put it on the table like a big jigsaw puzzle. Okay. And spread it out and then tried to fit pieces together. This goes here, this goes here. These three things might be a song. Uh, this isn't part of that. This is another song, right? And that's how we would start. Okay. So we got this idea. It was it was Felder's idea to have like a, a descending line. And that's just the walk down of Hotel California. Okay. I guess yeah. I, I guess and, I don't I, I'm not as musically conversant as as many. So what do you mean a descending line? Well that the song starts with the note dan 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 Right. Uh, each different chord has that bass note. Okay. So that's what I mean by a descending line. Got it. Okay. Okay. So we threw all that out, and then what we would usually do when we got something uh, that that had enough of it together so that we could put it on tape, we would go out in the studio and we would do a demo. Got it. And that would just be the show so far, whatever that was. And then we would give it to Don or Glenn, Don and or Glenn, and they would take that and write a song. And in this case, uh, this one, Don said, I got this. And then we waited uh, uh, about a week, and he brought it in. And he said, we've got to change the key, so we have to record it. Okay. But I've got the words. And this could probably be the title track for the album. So we changed the key and recorded it. Now, this was just uh, support guitars, bass, and drums. We always did that first. And Don uh, went out and sang on it and had to plug in what he had come up with, with what the song was, right? Yep. So that took a couple of days. Okay. And we just left him alone. Okay. <laughs> and then... He played it for us. And, and what was your reaction when... I mean, did you know that it was something... I mean, not just magical. Well, I'm not going to swear, but there are two words, holy, and the yeah. second word started with an S. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay? I got it. I think All I, right. think I can fill in that That's what point. your reaction was. Yeah. You just So know. then Glenn was really the producer he knew how to he knew how to write songs technically, how to structure them. He was brilliant at that. He was the arranger. Yeah. So he gave Felder and I some instructions as to where he thought a guitar should be, and then Felder and I said, "Well, look, one of us should put on a part that is complete up to the end." Okay. And then the other one of us will put on a part that is complete except for the end. But what they should do is start to turn into a two-part guitar part that we play together. Yeah, okay. So it's you and me first, and then it's us, 
And then at the end, we'll have all of that down, but over that, we'll go at it. <laughs> and you did indeed. Yeah, I mean, and you hit me with your best shot, right. <laughs> and I'll hit you with my best shot. And we were pretty competitive. So, uh, I mean, he he really kicked me in the butt yeah. with his part. Right. So I had to step up. And, you know, I wouldn't have played like that unless he was all over me. So he pushed you. He elevated you. He pushed me and, and, and I vice pushed versa. back. Yeah. And, and that was the magic of that song because yeah. we, we were going, oh, yeah, watch this. <laughs> and that's how the song came together. And I think that magic... Rather than just a, a performance, two guys really going at it is the magic of, of Hotel California. Yeah. That, that is the best explanation of that song I've ever heard. That's awesome. That's lengthy, but yeah, that's there okay. you go. That's okay. The great Joe Walsh is with us. He's going to spend the rest of the half hour with us. Joe, with Don Henley, with Glenn Fry, the vocals of both of those guys, but then, you know, you come in with... Songs you wrote like this one. Hi there, how are you? It's been a long time. I mean, this is one of my favorite Eagle songs, Joe, and uh, it, it must have been challenging. You had such a great voice, but you're also alongside two of the greatest vocalists in in rock history, in Henley and Fry. And was there? Was it tough getting your foot in the door vocally with so much greatness around you? Well, I always felt intimidated by them because yeah. they're so damn good. Yeah. But when I brought that in, like I say, when we had the jigsaw puzzle, Don and Glenn said, hey, you know what? That is an eagle song. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's it. You brought that in pretty much. You've written it. But that is an eagle song. Yeah. No, it's a signature song. And that's why I joined the band. When I, when I heard the Eagles yeah. and the records before I was in the band, I thought, man, what I could do to have vocals, vocalists like that, yeah. what I could do to have that to play guitar on would be amazing. Yeah. yeah so it, I, I was hungry for that. And when they asked, of course... Nobody thought it would work, but I said, yeah, <laughs> I'm in. It, yeah, it worked about as well. I mean, biggest selling record of all time. How long you been sober now, Joe? 25 years. Man, congratulations. What a fantastic accomplishment. You were, you were like a wild man, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> I wasn't alone. No, I know that. I've talked to some of your contemporaries who have told me about that. So when you're on the road now, you're hanging out here in Seattle waiting for your Sunday concert in Tacoma. It couldn't possibly be a more different life from what it was, you know, 30, 35, 40 years ago when you were trash in a hotel room. That's got to be a pretty different lifestyle these days. Oh, it is. Is it? It is. It, but well, every, I'm older now. Every bit is exciting? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. In terms of the craziness, I've been there and I've done that. And I know how. Believe me. <laughs> but with the internet and all, those days are gone. Well, and, and you came through the other side alive. And, and I did. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing right there. A lot of my buddies crashed and burned, you know. I know it. 
I know it. But I decided, uh, you know, when I was trying to figure out why I was still alive after I reconnected with God, I, I think that the reason is to have a little, a little shining light saying that there's life after addiction and it's good. Well, and I also, I was looking on your website and I see that if people make a donation to help recovering addicts, that's pretty cool. After all those wild boy days that you spend uh, your time now just trying to help people. I really admire that. Addiction is, is something that we as a country need to look at. Yeah. No, no. Because it's rampant. Yeah, no question about it, it. It is like an epidemic. And when you think about it, everybody you and I know is on something. Oh, yeah. When I was thinking about, about getting you on and talking with you, just the scope of your career, what are you proudest of? Well, the thing that does it for me is when people talk to me or write me a letter and say, I was down. I was hurting. I was in trouble. And your music helped me get through it. Yeah. That is the best payback that there is. Ego-wise, you know, the Kennedy honors ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's but right. for me, man, when somebody got sober because they watched me do it. Yeah. And has a life now and has kids and a family. When somebody lost... You know, a family member. Oh, yeah. And help me through it. That's it. That's yeah. as good as it gets. To to just make a difference in somebody else's life is huge. Well, I tell you what, man. You have uh, definitely been part of the soundtrack of my life. I, You know, from the Eagles to all of your solo stuff. Oh, and I'll tell you something else real quick before we go. Your episode of Live at Daryl's House might be my favorite. Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Oh, my God. That's a great show. I love that. But the, the one with you was, yeah, it was really fun. Joined you the know, heck his out. secret, he had such a great team. Yeah, I can tell that. The, you know, they always got the first take. Yeah. They didn't stop you in the middle of the best that you ever played the song because they had a technical problem. Right. They always got the first take, and in something like that, the first take is usually the best one. Yeah, no, it's just great stuff. Joe, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to have you on. It's, uh, you know, like I said, I've just been a fan since I was a kid, and, and it's a treat for me to have you on my radio show. Well, look, buddy, I don't agree with you on everything, but I love your take. You keep going. <laughs> okay. Oh, I wish it's, we had It's important that you're on the air. I wish we had time to talk about the stuff you disagree on. I could set you straight, Joe. Well, that's a whole other story. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a whole different interview, but yeah. I'll have a go at you. Yeah, okay. Well, let's do that again sometime. All right, Joe. All right, buddy. Joe Walsh is headlining Vets Aid at the Tacoma Dome this Sunday. Don Henley, James Taylor, the great Chris Stapleton, Ringo Starr. Have a great concert. Thanks for all you do, Joe. God bless America. Amen, brother. All right. Thank you, Joe. Bye. Joe Walsh joining us here on the Dory Monson Show. We got lots more straight ahead as we roll on here. Celebrating the life and career of Dory Monson. You're listening to the very best of the Dory Monson Show. 
please enjoy the celebration of the life and career of Dory Monson. You're listening to the best of the Dory Monson Show. There's so much that we need to share. So send a smile to show you care. I'll give a little bit. I'll give a little bit of my life for you. So give a little told you about just how crazy our region has gotten. I mentioned that when I was a little kid, I set up a lemonade stand on so many hot summer days so I could make nickels and dimes, and uh, it was a living. And I heard about a seven-year-old girl up in Everett named Elsa. She set up a lemonade stand at a, at a park there, and that's when the craziness started. Uh, and Elsa and her grandma, Sherry, they're on with me right now. Hey, Elsa, it's good to talk to you. Hi. Hey. Oh, you sound adorable. Okay, now is this true? I heard that you're about to become not just Seattle famous, but nationally famous. Are you in a limousine right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and who's who are you going to go talk to? Fox News. Fox News. <laughs> America. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, first of all, how's your? Is this your first limousine ride? Yeah. How how is it? Is it fun? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, so Elsa, tell me what happened with your your lemonade stand. How often do you set these lemonade stands up? Every year. Okay, and I heard you don't keep all the money. Do you share the money too? Yeah. Who do you give it to? The hospital. The mission, yeah. Yeah, Everett Gospel Mission. It's very yeah. sweet of you. Why do you do that? How come you like sharing your money? Because I think it will help the, for people. Yeah, that's very sweet of you, Elsa. Okay, so what happened the other day when this park ranger came up to you? Um, well... He told me that I had to shut down my lemonade stand. And did he tell you why? I can't sell food. Oh, you're just not or allowed lemonade. to sell food. Or lemonade. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. I sold lemonade all the time when I was a little boy. I don't know why they wouldn't let you do that. Okay, and so, Sherry, let me bring you in here. Okay. So Hi. what was your reaction when you heard about this? Well, I was really angry because we had just, just about 10 minutes earlier, the mayor had actually come by and purchased something from the stand from her. And I was jokingly said, because she's had that stand in the same location on Rutger Park Hill there for years. Um, and I said to her, is this illegal for us to be here on park property? Oh, no, no. The city of Everett encourages lemonade stands. And it wasn't more than about 10 or 15 minutes after she left that this ranger shows up. And I said to him, 
Well, the mayor was just here, and she said we were fine. Nope. The rules are there was a complaint from some, a neighbor, and you have to move. And he was very polite about it, but very, you know, these are the rules, and I have to do this, and you have to get out. Who in the world would complain about a seven-year-old's lemonade stand? I don't understand it. I really don't. Somebody who doesn't like kids or maybe just doesn't like people, I don't know. Because it certainly wasn't blocking traffic or blocking anyone at all. Wow. Elsa, what do you think about this woman neighbor who tattled on you? Um, a little angry. Yeah. If yeah. if you found out who tattled on you and you had a chance to say something to her, what would you say to her? I'd say, why did you shut down my lemonade stand? But, but I don't really know if she did. Yeah, we don't know who did it. Right. I understand. Okay, and, and then it gets even crazier. You're doing an interview with King 5 Television, and Elsa, who walked in the picture as you were doing an interview on King 5. Well, this is something she, we hustled her, the reporter and I hustled her into the atrium and the cameraman stayed out there. So fortunately, she didn't get to see anything she'd never seen before. Oh, <laughs> and okay. So, so she didn't even know until she saw the news coverage about this incident. Um, and so fortunately, she was sheltered from that. But uh, it interrupted the whole interview, and I had to call 911. And, well, and uh, let's tell people what it was. While they were taping, a stark naked man walks through the picture. Is that right? Exactly. Walked right down the road. The only reason we knew advance to get out of the way was because a, a man, a, a nice man driving down the hill, yelled over at us because he saw women and a child there and said, Heads up, there's a naked man walking down the street. You better get out of here. So that's how we knew to hustle her away. Otherwise, she would have been fully exposed to the exposure. You know. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so let yeah. me get this straight: walking naked down the street in Everett is perfectly fine, but a seven-year-old <laughs> girl running a lemonade stand is unacceptable. That, well, that seems to be the case because when I called the police about it, um, it took quite a while for them to respond. And then they, when they did follow him, they apparently, we, che we checked, they never found him. However, I have to point out that King 5 News went down to where I told them a lot that the homeless people hang out at Forgotten Creek. They saw the man there, and by then he had found some shorts in the garbage can. I have a neighbor who saw him yeah. going through their garbage and put yeah. on some ill-fitting shorts. And uh, so the police weren't able to find him, find him yet. The news people could find him. Crazy. Something's really wrong with that. And this is the middle of the day on a Saturday past the park where kids play. And in, in our in our park there, there are no tents set up right now. But yeah. we've been getting more and more mentally ill people walking sure. by all the time. And yeah. um, no, it, it's crazy. I mean, we're we're prioritizing, you know, people who are on the streets because sadly, because of their drug addiction. And then we're shutting down lemonade stands. It's that's as crazy <laughs> as it gets. So, yeah. All right. Well, in closing, Elsa, are you going to sell lemonade again or are you shut down forever? Um, I'm going to do it again. Ooh. One of the things she decided, she's gotten so much, because of your good publicity about this, she's gotten so many comments on Facebook about, can we give you money? Can we help you? And so uh, her aunties helped her set up a GoFundMe uh, 
paid so that money goes to the mission. All the money goes to the mission to help the homeless because that's what this is all about. We want to help the homeless people, right, Elsa? Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> we'll link it up on our story, okay? Okay, yeah. Because I know the title of it. It's, it's um, Elsa Makes Lemonade Out of a Lemon Situation. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Excellent. Well, Sherry, it was very nice talking with you. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling and having interest in this. Because this shouldn't be happening. Kids getting shut down and, and people who are are mentally ill not getting services and getting help. So it's we're happy to crazy. help support. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. These people need help, and we need to get more help for the. You for got them. it. Hey, and Elsa, you're going to be famous in a few minutes when you go on national television. Smile real bright and wide for them, okay? We actually, they, we just got word that they're, because of the Como situation, Governor Como, they're delaying us till tomorrow. So we're getting, oh. we're turning around. So we're going to get two limo rides. <laughs> Which is even better. Oh, that's that's fine. great. Okay. All right. Elsa, you are a very sweet little girl. Thank you for talking with me today. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. There goes Sherry and Elsa. Homeless camp can go on. The seven-year-old's lemonade stand cannot. <laughs> Life in the Puget Sound area these days. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate some of our favorite moments from the Dory Monson Show. Listening to a celebration of the best moments in Dory Monson's show history. For more information on the life and career of our dear friend Dory, please visit mynorthwest.com. So, Drew, you saw this story. Ursula, you reviewed these women's pants that are now all the rage at Nordstrom.com. We now know why they had to get rid of the Ivanka line so they could make room for these new jeans. And and how would you describe the jeans here, Drew? Uh, hmm. I, I would say they look like a prank. More than anything else. It looks like a, just a normal pair of jeans, but in the area where you would normally have your knees, they've just cut out two squares and put in plastic sheeting, like a shower curtain. Yeah. More, more like rectangles. Yes. They, they go from mid-thigh to below the knee, and then there's denim, the regular length, and they're mom jeans because they, they ride kind of high on the waist. 
But they're $95, and you've had a chance to review these uh, new Nordstrom jeans, Ursula? Yeah, well, I was reading reviews, which were hysterical. So if you have a chance, read the reviews. But please, I said, of all your assets, since when were the knees the most attractive thing to feature? Knees and upper thighs. Like, that's the last thing. <laughs> I, I mean, want sorry. Out there. And then someone I was saying, you, you, you throw the jeans in the, in the dryer. Well, now you've got two holes in your jeans. Because the plastic's going to melt. Really? They're not machine washable? <laughs> you can probably wash them but not dry them. Okay, if you could buy one piece of clothing that had a clear plastic panel, what would you re- want to reveal to the oh, world? Good. I, I know, I know exactly what my answer is. What would you? My calves. That's mine. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I have great calves. <laughs> it's the only part of me. <laughs> It's any good. Either that or for me, it's like, okay, that's maybe the least offensive part. <laughs> well, yeah, what about you, Nicole? What would you reveal? Uh, I, I don't think this panels. is appropriate, but my upper area. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, we're talking about jeans. <laughs> Mine is the important part. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know. Your I'm just I don't, I cover everything, so... I've got, I mean, it's the cleavage part. I would, I'll, I'll give that away. <laughs> I thought we were talking about jeans. Well, no, I was talking about <laughs> any part of the any body. Any part, but oh, 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 okay. Cleavage, that's where I'd go. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> walk around with that. I'd walk around with the calf panels for real. <laughs> you wouldn't walk around like that. I mean, if we're talking about if you're going to wear... <laughs> Not gonna be working well, on this show. I didn't think it was real. Dory. This is just that if you're what? gonna have anything, uh, the the deck is a decolletage. That's a that's a that's a beautiful area. No, I, I get it. I don't think it's my most. I don't think she's talking yeah, about that's where being fully go. exposed in that area. I'm not it's just showing show. you everything. I'm just saying. A, I agree. It's a beautiful area. B, this is the last conversation I want to have with you two. <laughs> you asked. What did you want me to yeah, say? Something that would actually be revealable to the office like calves sounds very revealing already jeez and how come drew was left out of this question well i was coming around and i got <laughs> i got hit with a brick in the side of the head that's why jeez sorry now i gotta move on here <laughs> crying out loud what would you show off sean oh probably my lower back that's what I was going to say. It's really nice looking. Plus, mm-hmm. I have like a, a tramp, trampy type of stamp down there. I do. It's a little bit above the tramp stamp level. To all the tramps, I'm, really? I apologize. Yeah. What do you have? Oh, it's something that should be super symmetrical, but it's not. very. It? It's just like a design I picked off the wall. Just like one of those black line designs. <laughs> I was young, dumb, and I think it was in a windstorm much like today. Yeah. <laughs> you threw caution to the wind. <laughs> literally, I just took my... I, no, I did not do that. Literally, yes. Yeah, so I've got one of those. Let's show it to the world along with Nicole's decolletage. Uh, what are, I, I, I swear I've never heard the word decolletage before. What is yeah. that? What is That's that? the upper chest area on a woman. Maybe a man, too, I suppose. Decolletage? Yeah. Is this a word I should know? I didn't know it either. Yeah. I thought I had a pretty good vocabulary. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate some of our favorite moments from The Dory Monson Show.
so you think you could tell Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green field?